Okay, man, listen. It's Simon. The team is back together. Back. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are back in town. Boom. <laughs> you, know you want to know what's hilarious? Okay, so um, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I over 20 years ago, I got mono. Okay. And I have this case of it that has stuck with me. So if I get sick, it can turn into mono. Yeah. Um, anyway, we were getting vaccinated, you know, and I was just, you know, I had contemplated it with my wife. It's like, I want to get vaccinated. Yeah. But I think it's going to turn into mono, like, you know, mm -hmm. and so, and it did. So I was out for like four days. I was no. just on this bed right behind me for yes. like four days. And I watched during that time, another 48 hours and another 48 hours part yes. two. And uh, I, I thought of us, man. I was like, <laughs> he's the Eddie Murphy to my Nick Nolte. That's I just right. need to start talking like this. <laughs> like I could like, oh, see. Yeah. Come on, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> so... Man, I can't even imagine another 48 hours coming out today. No, no. Just can't even fathom it. Um, you know, I mean, with all the racial interplay. And they seem to have liked each other enough to do another one. But... Um, <laughs> Well, they didn't try to cancel each other after they met each other. So, I mean. well, yeah, they just beat each other up. That's yeah. the way 80s action heroes solve things. Yeah. You have a fight and then you're friends. We're on the same team now. <laughs> but you still call each other, you know, a hole. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. they threw on the N word a few times. You I know, think so, I mean, yeah. they just. Yeah. I don't think you could have like, you know, like we were watching Spaceballs the other day and I was like, this is dicey, man, for today's. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. I don't is. know. You know, I mean, because that's the humor we grew up with, and I'm not excusing sure. um, bad behavior necessarily, but I am excusing comedy. We've talked about this, where it's yeah. just like comedy hurts somebody, and it, but it doesn't have yeah. to hurt. You just have to have a sense of humor about yourself. Right. But it, comedy is directed at somebody, you know, and whether it's, you know, gender, age, you know, race, um, Pratt Falls, you know, yeah. you know, some kind of disaster that that you survived. So now it's funny, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did. I don't know why I mentioned a friend of mine dying recently, but I had, I had mentioned it in conjunction with a story about this friend from the sixth grade. And this friend, unfortunately, um, died of a stroke recently. And he's my age, you know, I'm yeah. just like, man, it really kind of shook me up a little bit because mm -hmm. I had another friend, same age, die of another heart condition about a month or two Whoa. prior to that. So I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm not that old that we start dying of heart yeah. disease, guys. I don't know yeah. what's happening here. But um, but anyway, I'm, I'm telling this story to somebody and I'm telling it in conjunction with this the this memory of the sixth grade a softball game it's the sixth grade versus the uh, staff you know the school teachers and staff and the, we had to stop the softball game early because one of the teachers or staff hit a grounder to right field and he went to go um, get it but the ball bounced off the ground and mm -hmm. hit him in the crotch <laughs> he 
know, perfect comedy. It's so perfect. I'm laughing and I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, and he died. Oh my. <laughs> just like, and I couldn't contain myself. And I'm just laughing about this and it's terrible, but you know, yeah, that's comedy, folks. <laughs> that is comedy. <laughs> it's comedy. Come on, go back and watch Big Trouble in Little China. Come on. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, pretty I good. I mentioned that show recently to my children because it'd been a while since they had watched it. That was a big favorite of ours yeah. growing up. My siblings and I can quote that movie. We can basically, you know how some people go to Rocky Picture Horror yeah. you know, and, and they can like recite the whole movie while they're watching it. Well, we can kind of do that with Big Trouble in Little China. Right. I don't know why that's our movie, <laughs> but <laughs> we have a couple. I think we can do that with What About Bob too yeah, as movie. well. You know, Great so movie. but there, there's just these movies and Big Trouble Little China to that point. It's like this movie that it's total B movie. There, yeah. There's no mm -hmm. there's there's no trying to say we're going to elevate this movie to, you know, some other stratosphere because no. it is very comfortably just B movie. Mm -hmm. However, the dialogue is some of the best doggone dialogue I mean, it might be the best dialogue in any B movie ever, <laughs> you know. And I can't help but think that, and I don't know this, but I can't help but think that Quentin Tarantino must have been ultimately inspired in his filmmaking by Big Trouble Little China because it kind of has all the elements that he puts into his movies. Yeah. Including this dialogue where, you know, the Jack Burton character played by Kurt Russell, mm -hmm. every line out of his mouth is cool. Even when he's wrong and being an idiot, He's just like, <laughs> I just want to hear him say more stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Just like the scenery of the movie and how that was yeah. shot in that time period. I don't know. There's something about that stuff that just, I don't know. It's crazy to me. I think about all those movies from back in that time, and I'm like, I miss that. I yeah. Don't know. I miss that. It's not funny like that anymore. You know? Well, <laughs> and I think a lot of today's directors – are making up for budget constraints with taking advantage of, you know, we can do so much with computers now. Yeah. But back then they were, they were making up for that with, with, I'm not trying to say it was more creative. It was just a different kind of creativity. And to me, visually, yeah. I enjoy the visuals of a movie like big trouble in little China way more than I enjoy a lower budget movie that's using a lot of cgi today yeah that's true that's true uh i don't know if i i don't know if charming's the right word <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the scene where um uh the uh i, I he's like cloud or something one of yeah. the three storms yeah. he sees lopan de dead and he starts to expand <laughs> and remember it's like so cheesy looking when yeah. he expands <laughs> it's amazing my kids yeah. were totally grossed out by it because i was like you know because i can't even remember the situation but i just said i don't think he's gonna stop and that's <laughs> yeah. the line that they say when he's yep. expanding <laughs> yeah and I was like, well, you guys need to see this little, yeah, little clip. So I just looked up the little clip on YouTube. Yeah. And they're they, my kids are looking at it and they're looking at like, you know, him expanding and exploding. And they're just like, oh my gosh, what That's is great. happening? I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's PG 13 in my era, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally right, man. Wow. By the way, how's the sound? 
That's great. Okay. Simon, your sound is sure. always amazing. Well, always, you know, I, it, I yeah. mean, uh, some people have a voice and some people, you know, <laughs> there's a voice of Simon Milliman. I'm Simon Milliman. I'm in, a, I'm in Alabama now. Yep. <laughs> oh man. All right. Gave me the scoop. Alabama, Florence, Alabama. We are loving it. That's amazing. We are absolutely loving it. Um, I should say six out of seven of us. <laughs> are loving it okay my eldest daughter who wanted nothing more than to get out of oregon and portland um for a variety of reasons but um you you know she's 18 going on 19 she's 19 in june and you know when you're that age you just want out it doesn't matter where you are you know you could be living the high life you know rich as can be but you you just want out and um anything's a prison when you're 18. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we, we move here and we move into this huge, gorgeous home. And now she has her own room and her own space. And it's really like secluded. I don't want to overstate how big the house is, but I mean, I was down there talking to her and my parents are here visiting and they came over and I'm sure the dogs barked when they came over and all this stuff. And they're all up here having a good time. Sonny and I had no idea we're down there. We can't hear anything from her bedroom. So she's like perfectly secluded, even has her own bathroom, all this stuff and, and everything. So we're thinking she's all set. Everything's good. Well, about two weeks ago, she's like, I'm going back to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. Uh, well, you know, she's going to go to school. She wants to go to school with friends. Some of yeah. her friends are wanting to rent an apartment together and go to school there in uh, Salem, Oregon, you know, just yeah. south of Portland. So I understand, you know, I, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, and, you know, we've had some conversations about it. Um, she's not financially ready to make this move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sure, she's, she's going to be putting a big burden on her her mother and I, but we want to support her and um uh within some boundaries that we're gonna be setting. Course. You know, yeah. um we don't want to just pamper our kids. We want them to learn to be full fledged adults. Yes. But um so anyway, we're <laughs> it looks like it's happening here <laughs> in it's a month happening. or so. Wow. I'm gonna man. be taking her back to Oregon. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> You're living, man. You're living it up. (laughs) This is just like, I feel like it's just, you know, when you have five kids and and their age range from, you know, 10 to 19, you know, you're just getting all these experiences all at the same time. Everybody's problems and everybody's highs and lows all at the same time. And so I have a a lot of appreciation for my own parents who today are, are actually celebrating 49 years That's awesome. uh, wedding, wedding anniversary. So, but, um, you know, a real appreciation for what they went through with, we, they had six children. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it's just not easy. And there's always sure. that one kid. We know who they are. We don't have we to know. say names. We know. Let's not say it. <laughs> Let's, let's not go there. So, but, <laughs> but the rest of us, such as my oldest son. Yeah. So 
you go out our back door and you walk down this hill and there's a little trail and you walk down the little trail and then you're at this beautiful creek it's called cypress creek and it's a big creek and there's lots of fish in it like big fish and he's been he's just so he comes home from school he grabs his pole he goes down and that's like his dream come true wow so he's living his best life (laughs) wow our our dog kenai has a lot of wanderlust so we just open the door sometimes and he just we just don't see him for an hour (laughs) and he comes back like like this happened last night my daughter was just taking both dogs out just to let him use you know go go here whatever real quick well kenai takes off you know yeah and he's gone for like 45 minutes and um really i how do i explain this at 11 30 at night i'm waiting for baguettes to get delivered okay listen i'm <laughs> but, not sure where this is going <laughs> but, but i'm just standing outside my what? house waiting for my baguettes there's a there's a nice uh, bakery here in town 11 30 at night i know you stay up late i know that but I'm like geez man but it's really funny they contacted me last night and they're just like well you can come get them in the morning or i can deliver you with them to you right now and they're fresh and i was like well give them to me fresh <laughs> yeah so i'm waiting outside like like i'm waiting for my dealer um, <laughs> yeah but the and, baguettes <laughs> yeah and for me bread is is the drug of choice yes. so um so anyway i'm just standing out there and kenai comes running out of the woods and he's got like slobber everywhere on his face because mm-hmm. he's just been running and you know slobber dripping every and he and he just comes sprinting out of there and he's so happy and so energetic and so even the dogs, everybody's living their best yeah. life. Um, yeah. And Shannon and I couldn't be happier with That's you know great. the home and the situation and the town. And uh, uh, we got a little spoiled by food in Portland. Yeah, yeah. Going out to eat. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying the food here is terrible. I'm just saying in a small town, you've limited your options already. Very true. So... So yeah, it's, it's, it's a little tough. We haven't, I haven't found a pizza yet. Let's just oh, put it that man. way. Yeah. Let's put it that That's way. That's tough. Pizza's yeah. tough, man. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, even in Portland, it was tough to, sometimes to find mm-hmm. like a really good pizza. Yeah. But once you find it, then you got it. Yeah. And here, I don't know, we've been to like three or four places and haven't found it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Small towns. Actually, my business partner and I, we were discussing up here because it's like a 5,000 person town. It's tiny, you know, but it's right on the border, 35 minutes from Vancouver. Oh yeah. And uh, the border, the border being closed sucks so bad because that's where I would go, go out to eat. Cause it's like 10 minutes from my house across the border. And you got this big international, you know, uh, yeah. consortium of foods, like, because you know, Vancouver is, it's crazy. Eclectic. Vancouver's you know, oh my town, goodness. Yeah. It's like, and White Rock right across the border, amazing beach town mm. food. So now we're like, no one has that. And the food here is not great. <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel your pain, Simon. Yeah, well, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's what we do to, to enjoy all the other things. That's right. No, That's right. So well, how's the music hoping... been, though? The music, okay. has the music been like pouring out of you or no? Um uh when i sit down <laughs> and actually do it when you're not waiting for baguettes yeah when i'm not waiting for baguettes <laughs> 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 uh, 
I can tell this is going to be a thing now. Um, oh, I'm bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> well, you know, transitions are difficult, even really good transitions. There, there's just a lot to do. So even getting here. So um, I can't remember if I, I think I did. So the moving company took forever to get here. Oh yeah. You were telling me about this. And then when they showed up over $5,000 worth of my best gear doesn't show up. Yeah. So we're in the midst of filing a claim and doing all this stuff, you know? So even just setting up, you know, to try and make any music whatsoever was kind of a challenge, you know? And, um, so, uh, but I finally got some stuff set up. And then when I got it set up, there was all this high pitched hiss. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, the electricity is just dirty or something, you know? And of course my best power conditioner was in that stuff, you know, that, that showed up missing. I had to get a new one of those. Anyway, so it's just been this process. Finally, about a week ago, I got things set up to how they are now to where you know, I think I have some good audio coming out of the microphones and all this stuff. And, and so things are finally, (laughs) things are finally clicking, but, um, so because I wasn't going to have, you know, a good microphone, I mean, that's what I decided I was going to do an instrument, another instrumental album. And what's funny about that is, is, um, I have words and melodies to some of the, the tracks on this album. And I was really tempted to to sing on the album. You know, everybody wants to hear me sing. I mean, right? I, I mean... was waiting for it. I honestly, I'm <laughs> I'm listening to it last night. You know, it was funny. So you send me this text. Ah, oh, I'm gonna. I hear it is. It's on Texas. So I'm listening to it a little bit. And my wife's like, Michelle's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, we have a podcast. Simon and I. The, the guys are back. We're back. Yeah, and I said, but I mean, I gotta listen to a lot of music. And she's like, Oh, okay. I, I said, I don't know if I should do that though, because I'm like just hanging out with you guys. And then I get your text. And it's like it's just fine. Just ignore your family. <laughs> just ignore them. Pretend <laughs> they don't exist. I was like, you How know? about this? She goes, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I'm lay, laying in bed listening to yeah. this like ten something at night, and I'm like. When is he going to start singing? This feels like some singings are going to be happening here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the original concept of the album was to work with piano and textures and stuff yeah. like that. I have a keyboard under my hands right now, wow. uh, the uh, the piano keyboard here. Yeah. So I keep I keep moving my hands down here, but you can't yeah. see it. It's just You're just ready camera. at any moment. But yeah, to, like, yeah. Break out I, into... <laughs> what, what's funny about that? It. I talked about this with a guitar player recently. Or not recent, it wasn't recent, it was a long time ago. But anyway, it was a guitar player friend of mine. And I, I was I was saying, you know, when you when you have an electric guitar in your hands and it's not plugged into anything and you're just playing it acoustically, uh, and and um, but you feel like you're you're switching parts, so you go down and you flip the the pickup selector switch to change pickups, but you're not actually changing anything. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, I think it's just musicians just go on autopilot all the time yeah. so i'm sitting here at this keyboard and i keep making random chords yeah nothing nothing's really happening That's but not happening. i i'm playing something very atonal right now oh okay so I, be I've glad heard that it, you're not here i did it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah the idea of this album was to do experiment with piano textures and different kinds of rhythms 
and things mm, like that. Yeah, so I get that. Some of the tracks on there are in like five and in seven and and um uh and 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 I'm trying to play within those rhythms to to make it almost so that they don't feel like they're in those rhythms, you know. I'm not trying to do like the classic what you would expect from those rhythms. Yeah. Um, and those time signatures. So anyway, uh, it, it was it was fun to experiment with everything. And and while I was doing it, and when I thought about, oh, I have lyrics, you know, because I just couldn't help myself. I started writing lyrics to some of the tracks, even though I wanted this to be an instrumental album. Yeah, I wanted to concentrate because the moment you you put voice in there, all attention goes to the voice. That's true. And, and so I, but I wanted attention to go to all these different textures and, and, and rhythms that I was doing. So, but anyway, so I, I, I was thinking about that and I thought, you know, I, I do like what I think these songs would sound like with these lyrics and these melodies that I have. Um, so maybe these, this album is more like a study, hmm. you know, the way an artist does maybe maybe hundreds of studies before they mm. complete the final painting um and i love that i love going to galleries and museums where they put up samples of the studies yeah. that the artists go through before completing the master work and i thought man you know if i could go back in time maybe that's what i would have made the theme of this entire project of you know making so many albums in, in a year's time saying that the idea here isn't to create this you know um, i don't want to say i'm trying to create a bad album either but but it's not supposed to be like none of these albums have been meant to be my dark side of the moon yes. or my thriller or any, anything like that they they've all meant to be just me experimenting with these different genres and mm. styles and things like that so Maybe they are just all studies, and I'm and and maybe I'm. I don't know if I'm <laughs> working toward a masterpiece. <laughs> I can't make that claim. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but I feel like I'm. I'm at least working towards something personally, where I'm mm. I'm I'm expanding my own music and production um, ideas and skill sets and things like that. So it's just been this education for myself. That's um, great. And that's what this album felt like. It didn't feel like, oh, I'm making this incredible album and it's going to really say something about society and, you know, <laughs> things yeah. like that. I was like, no, it's, it's just a bunch of notes Interesting. <laughs> and rhythms. And um, each piece has has a theme to it, and and um, and in fact, I was thinking about doing a video on on the first track, uh, immersion. Emergence, yeah. Emergence, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because that piece is supposed to kind of go through the stages of creativity, and it's it's huge chaos. It's haunting, you know? man. It comes on, I'm like, this feels like the soundtrack to a horror movie. Kind of like <laughs> <laughs> Well, the idea was that it was supposed to be, so in, in, in a lot of mythologies, um, creation comes from chaos. Mm -hmm. So in, in the, in, 
and, and, and you know that we, we use different words for these things, you know, uh, in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the Bible, you know, you mm-hmm. might say in the beginning there was the void or there was, yeah. you know, so, uh, but there is some kind of nothingness, but there, there's never nothing, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> there's something. Um, and that's what kind of the undermine layer of that are supposed to be like this dark void and then mm. some music is trying to come out of it and and, and in the case of this it, it's that music is supposed to just be representing an idea and at at different points there's this Chris, uh, falling piano yeah that's supposed to be the kind of the rejection of the idea it's like oh that idea is no good and you kind of fall back and and there's a point in the piece where after one of those uh, descending piano things and there's um some real uh dissonance that goes in there and that's supposed to be this kind of self-doubt that introduces itself when you've when you're trying to come up with ideas and and you and you keep rejecting your own ideas you're like this is a great idea nope nope this idea sucks and in fact it was really funny because just the other day like two days ago and this is weeks after i had actually written and recorded uh, emergence my wife to the family text, she posts this little creativity thing. In fact, I'll just grab it because I'll, it, there's a, it's a little circle of creativity. Yeah. And, um, and I'll just read through it, read through the steps that it gives for this circle of creativity. It says, uh, creative process cycle. And it just has this I don't know if you can see that. I see it. Yeah. I see yeah. It. So it just has this little cyclical thing. So yeah. at the beginning, it says, okay, this is going to be way rad. <laughs> and then it says, okay. And then the next part of the cycle is, okay, kind of hard, but still rad? Question mark. <laughs> and then it says, anxiety setting in. Wait, please, no. And then the next <laughs> one is, this is garbage. <laughs> then the next one is I am also garbage. And then the next one is wait, this is sort of okay. Oh. And then it goes back to the beginning. Okay, this is going to be way rad. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you just keep going through this cycle. Sure. And an emergence is supposed to be kind of like that. And at the very end of emergence, you have uh, this very simple. It's like a three-note, you know, musical theme that that is rising above the other, and it and it sounds more heroic than the previous little yeah. two and three note you know themes and it almost sounds like it'd be on some kind of cheesy superhero movie or something but um that's supposed to be you know finally we're back to hey we got it this time mm-hmm. this is it this <laughs> so so each song is kind of like that it has these little ideas within it and it's constructed yeah. around these different ideas um but uh it's it's definitely not meant like i say to be like my I don't, I don't know if I'm saying anything with this music other than here's some music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's some stuff, guys. Uh, I did some things. <laughs> That's exactly it. I, it was I different. Play, I played some notes. I played some notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, every time I get the albums, I'd like, I have no expectation. I, I, just, I like it that way. I don't want to know what i'm getting and i just listen and i go okay this you know what reminded me of a little bit of erebus a little bit or i think yeah it, slightly you know, like slightly there were some echoes it, of it in i there. think they're i think they're 
they're spirit brothers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's what um, I thought about. Yeah. You turn me off, man. You turn me off. <laughs> oh my gosh. There we go. We're back. <laughs> okay. You don't want to hear That's me speak. Really it's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is where the 48 hours things comes in. I chastise Simon about this. I call him, you know, bad name. What, you want to go back to jail? Yeah. We can take you right back there. I think he um, had a baguette order. He was having a mess. That was a whole yeah, thing. I told you I'd bring it back again. I was again. getting a call from my dealer. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll be bringing it back again. I'll just wait for the timing, though. Yeah. But yeah, um, as I was, I was putting this album together, I was like, you know... I guess I do have a thing. I don't, you know, I don't know what that thing is, but I guess I do have some kind of like style that I, you know, lean yeah. toward because it doesn't sound like Erebus, but it yeah. does. But yeah. You There's know, something there. Yeah. And, and I think some of that is um, maybe some unexpected chord progressions. You know, and what, what's interesting to me, and this has always fascinated me, when we use different chords, you know, major chord, normally we think sounds happy, minor yeah. chord, sad. Well, if you use major chords in the right way, they sound dark as heck, because a lot of these tunes are based around major chords, but they're major chords being used you know, chromatically or, or some other such thing. Um, so that they, so I'm trying to remember which track it is. It's, I think it's a, a, a riptide among us. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I remember correctly, it's mostly based around major chords, but it sounds really dark and, and, and rather haunting. Yes. But it's just the way that those major chords are organized and the way that they're not staying within a key you know uh yeah. you know i'm not staying within c major even though i think i can't no i think it's in b flat <laughs> i, I can't remember now I, you know some, <laughs> something's in something <laughs> you're like moving your hands around you're like wait it's I, over here. I was trying I was to remember like, how i played it i was how did like I do well, this yeah <laughs> so well yeah i think the the first two chords are something like a b flat to a major to an a to an a major and if you, you know, if, if, if you could hear that, yeah. you know, well, you can hear it. It's on the album, but, you know, playing two major chords chromatically in, in sequence is a really dark and haunting sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I just love that. I, I, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's very interesting to me. Um, so, yeah. So, so, yeah, I think that's probably where that comes from. I don't know. I was, I was trying to think right now. I was trying to think of, of all the people. <laughs> so yeah, like, when oh. I was trying to send you this, the tracks last night, yeah. um, you know, I'd sent them to you out of order because yeah. I had forgotten. Uh, and, and I'm looking at them right now Here, yeah. I, I, so I can remember what they are. <laughs> but this I sent is them a to you. common thing with Simon. He forgets <laughs> his lyrics. He forgets the name. <laughs> he did create it, just so you know. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I promise I didn't just like plagiarize somebody. <laughs> and, you know, you can always ask the question, who would plagiarize this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> um, but, yeah, some of them are just about... <laughs> 
funny. <laughs> okay, so that was it. Now I was trying to remember what where my point was going. So the album is called <laughs> The Vanishing Gods. Yes, which fascinated me. The name. So um, it, it, initially, I was gonna entitle it um, "Gods of Vanishing." With the idea that these are the the idea of a, a god is a creator, and but what if they created vanishing? Does does that make any sense I mean, at all? I don't know. I don't <laughs> what know. if they created disappearance? Um, <laughs> trippy, man. Real trippy. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of one of those like wormhole ideas yeah. where I was like, you know, I don't even know if it makes sense, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the, the idea reminded me of there's there's like an old Hittite text mm -hmm. from, from like Asia Minor, you know, that that old area like Eastern Turkey or something. I don't know. But anyway, th there's actually um, a, a, a text that let's see, it, it's about a god named Telepanus. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I believe that's the name. Okay. Um, it might be telepenis. I that sounds worse. I, just so you know. I'm not. I'm not a scholar. <laughs> I mean, of this area, I, we'll go with telepenis. I think we should go with telepenis. <laughs> telepenis sounds like something we don't want to get into. <laughs> In an '80s movie, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but the 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 story is like this is like a younger god it, it, it's i think his father is like the storm god you know mm -hmm. maybe a thor type god or sure. something like that. a more powerful god but i think telepanus was an agricultural god okay kind of like persephone okay and um anyway he i'm trying to remember the exact what happens but he somehow gets insulted and he stomps away as as old time gods off always do you know, the old time gods, even, even you know, the Christian God of the Old Testament, the Jewish God of the Old Testament, he, he's very testy, you know, very moody, you know, and I love that about ancient gods. They are more human yeah. than human sometimes. Right, right. And so anyway, he stomps away and he just disappears. And because he leaves now, there's like famine and drought and, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the land. And so the... You can you can think of this moral in in, in lots of different ways. He, he finally gets appeased. <laughs> something happens like one of the gods sends like a bee to sting him awake or something. I don't know. It's one of these weird stories. <laughs> it is a you weird know? story. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, he returns and everything goes back and to, to to normal. And and I've thought about that. And and I think probably the most popular idea to take away from that is that when without God things go bad right. <laughs> you know yeah probably every yeah. christian would would go with that sure. one right they'd be like sure i actually think of it in a slightly different way i think of it as society is based on agriculture hmm. so if we if, if, if something happens to our agriculture there goes society yeah how would any of us survive today you know without um and and we've seen it slightly during the pandemic, you know, yeah. where we've found, you know, certain things are harder to get and stuff like that. And yeah. certain things aren't on the shelves, you know, one thing my wife noticed earlier in the pandemic is that there were no more pinwheel cookies on the shelves. Really? 
would have never funny. noticed that. It's, I, mean, it's, I, I hate that kind of stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't need that stuff. stuff. I don't, so, yeah. <laughs> so go, but, go away. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> she loves pinwheel cookies. So she noticed that. Uh, but, you know, and I noticed other things, you know, yeah. um, uh, I noticed that cherry flavored things were harder to like cherry flavored sodas. And uh, I think it's because maybe that thing, that stuff is, is manufactured over in China. Yeah. Know? Could be <laughs> so, supply chain stuff. Man. Yeah. So, so yeah, so exactly. So, so today's supply chains are interrupted and, and if agriculture gets interrupted, you know, I yeah. mean, what would we do without corn? Yeah. What would happen to our society without corn? Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I thought this was an interesting idea to think about. And for me, The Vanishing Gods, I was thinking of this title as in um, if, if God is, a, if, is thought about as a creator being, what happens mm -hmm. without any more creators? Yeah, that's deep, man. <laughs> so actually it made me think of something i was listening to the other day i know this is i think this is kind of related but it was basically how uh i was on a trip to leavenworth washington big shout out to leavenworth washington it's a german bavarian village yeah. it's crazy yeah. man it's crazy beautiful place beautiful right? place and you know reading this article in the car my wife's driving i'm reading this article and it was about how um membership in church has greatly decreased over the last 20 years mm -hmm. but uh belief in god is not changed it's pretty high mm. like 80 percent. so it's is there a vanishing god or is it a vanishing attendance of the way god's <laughs> presenting for being presented and is that a vanishing god in a sense and i don't know it just made me think about that you know yeah, I mean, that, that's a valid thing, because I think for most people, especially a person like me, and I've gone on record as saying, hey, you know what, the Old Testament's cool, but we need to stop teaching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean we need to stop teaching it completely. Right. But um, so, you know, to my knowledge, and from my perspective, the ancient Israelites never thought that most of these stories were literal. Right. But in modern Christian churches, they're being taught right. as literal. And, and for me, that's what needs to stop. Now, yeah. if you're teaching the Bible as metaphor mm -hmm. and, 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 and you're cross-referencing it to other things that happen throughout history, I think that's fabulous. It's wonderful. Sure. But I just brought this up. It was just yesterday in a conversation. In fact, I, I, brought, the book of, I brought up the book of Job. My mm -hmm. two favorite books in the Old yeah. Testament. Love that book. Love and the book of Job. Well, are you great. serious? Those are yeah. my two favorites. That's <laughs> crazy, right. man. That's crazy, actually. That's insane, man. That, they're the two most interesting, right? I, and very applicable, I feel yes. like. You know? Exactly. Like you read those and they're full of complicated wisdom. They're not yes. easy. There's no easy answers here. No. You know, even at the climactic point uh, you know when job is having his kind of confrontation with god and and, mm -hmm. and you know god straight up tells him you know what humans not my best creation <laughs> exactly it's actually the leviathan <laughs> which we think is the crocodile and we're just like i mean <laughs> talk about stone cold man this isn't my best work <laughs> yeah. 
this was this was like the third sequel that i wasn't that into you know this maybe this is the new mortal Kombat movie i mean and not that great <laughs> i mean if you compare it to mortal Kombat 2 yeah it's a masterpiece but, you know, <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so yeah i mean there's just there's a lot of tough things going on and job the book of job is an epic poem it's written in in the style of an epic poem Mm -hmm. so i brought this up you know in this conversation and i said you know if i was writing something that was supposed to be taken literally i wouldn't write it as a poem yeah you know if i was writing something that was supposed to be an exact history of occurrences that happened it wouldn't be in the form of a poem. A poem to me says somebody's taking creative license. Yeah. And when you start a story with a gentleman's wager between God and, and Satan over somebody's soul, mm-hmm. I've, you've automatically, one thing you've got me hooked. I'm like, yeah. well, this sounds like a good story. Yeah. But I also, you've also told me that this probably didn't happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you right. know, um so whether or not job even ever existed to me completely 100 beside yeah. the point um because the lessons you learn in the book of job or, or or maybe not even maybe that's the wrong way to put it the concepts that you wrestle with yes in the book of job yes that's what's worth that's what what it's supposed to be about Correct. yeah um but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things. I, I mean, sorry, somebody no, came to my door. Right. You're probably my hearing dog, the dog bark. Like I do, crazy. but my dog does the same thing. It's, yeah. it's, you know what? We we deal with it. It's life. <laughs> Apparently, you know, we you know we're not perfect. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> this isn't my best clearly. work. <laughs> this wasn't my dark side of the moon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what God is saying. Oh man, this is not yeah. a thriller, guys. He's just like, Here, here's some notes. <laughs> I would like to think that God has made some other planet somewhere else that yeah. he's like, Yeah, this is way better. <laughs> man, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah, over here in this solar system. Eh. Yeah. I don't know about it's like a this lunch break. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you, if you take the Bible, you know, for, you know, at face value and you think, and you think about it, you know, you're just like, well, I mean, God committed genocide frequently. Yeah. Either he did it through, you know, making mm-hmm. it rain or he sent somebody else to do it. Yeah. So he obviously hasn't been very impressed with his own. <laughs> no, no. Like, I need a reset. Feels... Time out. Time out. <laughs> and I can relate to that. I would never want to commit, you know, genocide with humans. Yeah. But I have contemplated it with the music I've created. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that that album belongs on the, in the dustbin. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um so yeah back to the point as a metaphor i can completely relate to this god as someone that i would want to worship yeah old testament god isn't the guy yeah um jesus yeah 
he's yeah. he's he's my style, you know, yeah. for the most <laughs> he's, part. This is my style. Yeah. You know, we'd play some notes together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he flipped over a table once. You got to give the guy a break. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, I mean, you know, he had to do what he had to do. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know I mean, listen. If you see what's going on, he'd be like, wow, look at these guys. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and what's interesting about that is that, you know, um, Jesus was really anti-money. Right. You know, he said it frequently. He said, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's the root of all evil. Can't serve two masters, man. Yeah. yeah and and a lot of a lot of us either forget or ignore the history there. Yeah. Which. The Israelites didn't have a monetary system. They bartered. So Rome comes along, Mm -hmm. forces a monetary system upon them. And that's where so much of these, you know, interactions are coming from. And there are several uprisings going on. Jesus is viewed as as a very minor threat to the Romans Mm -hmm. because he is not one of the people who are trying to do a a, a, a violent uprising mm-hmm. he's teaching peacefully um and the only violence he commits is in his own temple mm-hmm. against his own people it's never against rome and and he's and he's very careful he's very diplomatic he says you know render under caesar what is caesar and under god what is god's so rome doesn't see jesus as a real threat you know um uh, which is why Pilate, you know, washes his hands mm-hmm. of the whole thing. He's like, you know what, this guy, he's not one of the violent right. ones. But, but the Jews of that time, they were waiting for a violent leader, somebody who could lead them up like yeah. a Moses and lead them out of, you know, Egypt. And that's what they wanted, you know, out of this. So, but Jesus was just coming along. He's like, you know what? Um, you just need to love each other. And this whole money thing, really bad it's gonna corrupt <laughs> it's gonna corrupt everything <laughs> hey guys this money thing really bad yeah. i mean really <laughs> right now is like man i i have to say this like over two thousand years i mean this money yeah. thing's really bad guys yeah really bad i see it happening more and more what do i got to do here <laughs> really bad it's amazing to me that you have these mega churches and these, you know, yeah. you know, televangelists who are, you know, flying on private jets yeah. and all these kinds of things who are, you know, claiming to be Christian. And I'm just like, wow, man, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like um, you really missed a big part of the message there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think it's like the declining membership in churches. What's the presentation? You know, the it's not like there's an increase in atheism. There isn't. There's no increase in atheism or agnosticism. It's there's still a tremendous belief in God, but it feels like the vanishing part of that is the church and how yeah. the church has presented God. And if it's with Air Force Ones and you know, cool jackets, yeah. you know, it's. But then again, I don't know. It's it's just a it's a weird thing. Um, and how to connect. It feels like we're in a change. We're in a shift with that. It's like people want something bigger than themselves, but then maybe like, ah, uh, you know, something's missing the presentation. Yeah. Something's missing in the presentation. Well, it's just some notes like... to them. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just some notes here. I mean, I don't know. Well, the part of that that I can really relate with is that I've never gone to any church and felt like 
these are my peeps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that that the people within the church are bad people. Sure. And I'm not saying that I haven't loved and and had very many deep friendships with yeah. people that I've met and and communed with in church. But I'm saying that I've never felt I've always felt like an outsider looking in. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always felt like um I like a lot of this, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I commune better with God and the universe going to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we're learning that more. You know, we've kind of put people in a box of things where it's like, uh, <clears throat> it was interesting, the pandemic, right? You know, at some point you had churches shut down and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was a whole thing. And I think maybe made people reevaluate that. Like for me, like I've been a part of this church, Central Christian for like, like 18 years. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, it's in Vegas. I don't, you know, I don't live in Las Vegas. I watch the sermons online and I really connect to our pastor because I feel like he's like just a regular dude. Like, yeah. you know, he's like telling the church, he's like, oh yeah, I was fixing my car the other day and I lost my religion several times during it. <laughs> and I like that. I like the very yeah. faulty pastor or the, the guy you like, you know, he's watching football and dropping F-bombs, you know, yeah. but he's like, I'm in church guys. I gotta like... I'm trying to be a good pastor, but I punched a wall the other day. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, like, yeah. and I think that resonates so hard with the imperfections of people. They're like, oh, he's like me or she's like me. Yeah. You know, he's just he's very messed up in many ways. You know, the, the idea that we're all going to church because, you know, we're trying to get better. Not yeah. we're going to church because we're already better than all the other people who aren't going to our church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think that there's, there's, there, I think a lot of that happens on the subconscious level. I don't, yeah. I don't know anybody in, in any congregation that I've been in who, who would sit there and say out loud, oh man, I'm so, you know, we're so much better than yeah. these other people. Oh. But I think there's a subconscious thing that happens when you're in any group, whether it's a political party, right. whether it's, you know, anything else um, that, you know, there's, there's a superiority complex where you're just mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad that we are part of this thing because yeah. now we're better <laughs> than everybody else. We're better than you. Uh, yeah. and we know it. <laughs> we the global gym on them. <laughs> Disease well, is every- like ugliness. <laughs> like, whoever says that, cracks me up, man. <laughs> well, you know, as, as like growing up as sports fans and everything, yeah. right? Like, like, like you're, you're always at odds with your best friend because they're, yeah. they're rooting for the other team. Mm-hmm. And, and I love smack talk as much as the next sure. guy, you know, I mean, and I, I just think it's fun. And especially now, because I have no horses in the race, Yeah, you know, my fingernails are purple. Yeah, I love purple. I've grown up lo- loving purple because I've always been a Lakers fan since yeah. about 1984. I've awesome. been a Lakers fan. Right. Um, I don't care if they win or lose. Yeah. I want the yeah. best team to win. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want it to be a good game. It's exciting. I, I won't say that I'm, you know, that I'm not excited if they win, you know, but, um, you know, if the Phoenix Suns beat them in the playoffs this year, I'd be like, man, you go, sons. Yeah. You know, I mean, fantastic. Good for mm-hmm. you guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, way, way to not have a LeBron. I mean, I'm right. not saying that they don't have great players because they do. But, sure. you know, 
they don't have players that are talked about every single day on, you know, even when they're not playing. Sure. LeBron James has been out for like six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Do you think there hasn't been a day when somebody hasn't (laughs) been talking about LeBron James on sports news? No. No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just so to not have somebody like that on their team and to be doing as well as they're doing this year. I mean, I'm just like, man, give it up. And, and, Back in the 90s, I kind of split my love between the New York Knicks, kind of late 80s mm-hmm. and the 90s. Yeah, great time for split basketball. My love. Oh, yeah. Great and I time. kind of split my love between the Lakers and the Knicks during that yeah. time, you know, and, and, you know, Lakers really struggled in the, you know, mid 90s mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so it was, it was easier to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> now it's tough to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> but this year, man, they put it together. I and, know, a little, and, yeah. And, and, and Julius Randall, who was on, when he was on the Lakers a couple of years ago, I was really sad when they traded him because when I watched him play, I was like, this guy should be a superstar. And I think yeah. with the right coach on the right team, he's a superstar. Right. And now on the New York Knicks this year, he's a superstar. Yeah. He's just yeah. amazing. And so it, it, I love those stories, you know, yeah. I love, and, yeah. and I don't care who, what team it is and who, who it is. Yeah. I, I just love seeing people be great. I see, that's <laughs> you know? kind of like a, an analogy to what we're talking about in a sense, like, you know, I just want to see people strive to be good and be better. And yeah. versus like, in my opinion, I feel like we've like politics have become religion for people like the politics yeah. of Democrat Republican have led their value system. The value system hasn't led other things. It's just like, well, I'm this, so this is how we behave because we're this. That's the like, perfect, perfect you know, point, man. Perfect, perfectly said. Yeah. You know, it's crazy and, to me. It's crazy to me. Crazy. And I and I think you hear that in whether it's in politics or in church, you hear it all the time. There, you know, you hear, uh, or or even sometimes in like race. You know, mm-hmm. oh well, he's white, but he's he's cool. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, he's, 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 he's Democrat, but he's cool. Yeah. You know, oh, they're not Christian, but they're still a good person. They're still as a if, good person. As <laughs> if that has anything to do with it. Right. You know. <laughs> You're but, okay. But, okay. Yeah. But you hear that kind of language all the time. Yeah. And, and instead of, and my wife made the point in that same conversation I was talking about that we were having yesterday when we were talking about Job and stuff like that. Yeah. And my wife made the, the perfect point that um, when you say somebody is a good person, even though they're not this, it, it's so erroneous yeah. because you're somehow disqualifying a part of that person. Yeah. But somebody's just a good person. They're a good person. Mm-hmm. And it's not this, that, or the other. It's not these caveats. It's not, you know, uh anything like that you know it's like oh they're democrat but they're still a good person (laughs) no it's like no they are that is who they are yeah so just love them for who they are yeah meet people where they are who they are you know i feel bad for anybody who didn't grow up with mr rogers you know because that's so good that's where i come from you know that whole mentality of i love you just the way you are I'm not trying to change you. I don't think, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, if you see that somebody is struggling and then you think that you can help them with something, that's totally different than seeing somebody who's a good person, but then saying, 
but you still need Jesus. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. I mean, if Jesus is who you say he is, he's happy with that person just being a good person. That's exactly right. Without needing any kind of incentive, you know, any, any incentive for the hereafter. Oh, well, you were a good person. So now you got your mansions in heaven, you know, I <laughs> yeah. mean, well, what if we were good people without that? Wouldn't yeah. Jesus like that even more? Of course. <laughs> of know? course. I mean. Yeah. That's why I think it's just so mixed up to like, we're losing kind of the center of all of those tenets, you know, goodness, kindness, love, humility, <clears throat> you yeah. know, and, you know, and don't make money the center of your life type of thing, you know, like these other values. But now we've rel we've raised politics and things like that to be like, this is who I am. Yeah. And everything that I do trickles down from this affiliation in this group that I'm part, yeah. of, part of, which is strange to me. I just find it strange. It's not about values. It's about voting for a certain person. That's crazy to me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. That's just insane to me. It's like, I'm this. I'm like, I don't know. But are you, wouldn't you rather say I'm kind? I'm yeah. nice to people. I care about people versus, oh no, I could never do that because I'm part of this party. I'm like your party had, or you're this party, that party has the, you know, the, the governance of free speech or, oh yeah, because I'm this, we're into that. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're nice. We got the whole corner. We corner the nice market. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <I> mean, what? <laughs> like, what? Well, and, and in practice, you know, especially like Democrats and Republicans for just for an example, in practice, they are so similar. Yes. They might say they're trying to do things differently, but look at the way Republicans spent money in the, you know, <laughs> the last four years. Exactly. And now they're criticizing Democrats for wanting to spend money for the next four years. Sure. And, 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 and I'm not trying to make Republicans a bad sure. guy. I'm just saying this is how they're similar. Yeah. It's like, it's so, you know, you can, you can say that on paper, they support this, this, and this, but in practice, they're all kind of doing the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, doing the same stuff. They're and that's all, just yeah. humans, you know? Uh, you know, I, I was at the grocery store earlier today and, and I have no idea what religion uh, or what, what not these people practice, but they, they had clothing that, that set them apart. Let's sure. just say that, uh -huh. you know, shawls, kind of this kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and and I actually thought about that, you know, even their kids were dressed kind mm -hmm. of in a, in a very particular way. Yeah. And, and I thought they dressed that way. They, they were speaking a different language. I, I, I wasn't close enough to hear, you yeah. know, even to guess what language they were speaking. Um, but they shop at the same store as I, I do. Their shopping cart looks very similar to mine. Yeah. They, they love their kids. They go to work, they come home, they, they try to lead a good life. Yeah. You know, you take away all that other details, you know, whatever the religion's called and whatever mm -hmm. clothes they're wearing and all that other stuff. We're all living very, very similar lives. Very similar. And with very similar uh, goals in mind, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, totally. It, it, it's, it's, um, so it's interesting to me to, to ask the question, why in the world are we so tribal? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the whole thing. God's yeah. like, man, 
these guys, man. <laughs> like, what just the hell are they doing half the time? <laughs> like, just this is not my best work. <laughs> this is like the fifth album in a career, and you're like, ah, man, I had to put out some music. Because the record label yeah. told me to. Yeah, I'm under contract. <laughs> I'm under contract. I, I said I have to do six albums. I did the sixth one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, it wasn't the first oh, album, all right? God is it ever looking down on earth. He's like, man, I really phoned that one in. You know, a little too much wine that day. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm here. Oh, <laughs> Simon, I man, love- this is crazy. I love talking to you always. I could do it forever. Yeah. Our yep. time's up, man. It was just, know. you know, it's up. I mean, we gotta <laughs> have like three gotta, hour podcasts. Hit the red light. I know, I know we do. I swear. But you know, we're coming down the home stretch of these albums, man. We're coming know. down the home this, stretch. This was number nine. So yeah, um I think <laughs> I, maybe I need to go back and count them. And, and I've got I've got some ideas for the next couple. Right. So okay. um, fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I I told you before that I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but um, I think I've got some good ideas for the next couple ones, and uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. That's <laughs> how it all rolls, man. Well, listen, you're to your next baguette at eleven thirty, and yep. you're waiting up at night. Your dog slobbering, all this stuff. Waiting for know. my next hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.